Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley welcoming you to the very first of spiritual tune-ups, stemming back to March 2020, when the world was in the throes of upheaval with a recognition that we were in the midst of the first global pandemic of its kind in our own existence. Everything was chaos. And so I was drawn to the internet to leave a four and a half minute video on social media and YouTube explaining my views, which were not that unique amongst new thought leaders, about the cause and the ramifications of this pandemic, explaining that it was the beginning of a healing, not the beginning of the end. And that video I did almost immediately reached 100,000 views, and it told me the world was in need of more comfort and reassurance on a daily basis. Listen, enjoy, and please thumbs up, engage. It makes all the difference when you have the opportunity to leave some feedback on your favorite podcast service. Taliho amigos. Jambo fellow adventurers. What a week it's been every single day, different news bulletins, more lockdowns, uh, and the uncertainty continues. And the uncertainty, as you surely know, can lead to a whole kaleidoscope of different feelings. And so I wanted to remind you in this spiritual tune-up that at the deepest level, our feelings are always our choice. They are indirectly what we most want to feel. And they're super powerful because they, they shade or they filter our view of the future in their likeness. So if you're feeling uneasy, uncertain, like um, vulnerable now, it, it, it filters your past. I'm like, I've always felt like this. Life is so difficult. In my future, I can't count on anything. So let's drill down in just a couple of minutes on a little exercise that can change how you feel on a dime. And it begins with some introspection and you know, accepting some new ideas that, that might at first be a bit challenging. So how you feel is a function of your beliefs. Beliefs, believe it or not, is a function of choice. And when we don't like what we're feeling, this is the op optimal invitation to go look within. To give you a little example, have you ever been really mad at somebody for something really silly or crazy or dumb that they did? And you're just firing all cylinders. And suddenly, you realize that it wasn't even them that did it. It was somebody else. And instantly, you feel totally silly and totally over it. Now maybe you're gonna aim your fire at somebody else, but in an instant, in an instant, you're just like sobered up, like, oh, excuse me. See, the thing is, we attach our beliefs to certain circumstances and we fight for them vehemently. But oftentimes, our beliefs are not in alignment with truth. And truth need not be a wild goose chase. Truth is absolute who we are, how we got here, and what we can do with our time and space. Truth is benign. 
It's friendly. It's benevolent. I can count the major truths on, you know, five fingers. We're all God. We're, there's only love. We are creators. Our thoughts become things. All is unfolding supremely well, and everyone is in this together. I can't think of anything else, broad brush, uh, that would always be true as an absolute. Okay, very few absolute truths. And when we are on point with absolute truths, freedom, elation, ecstasy that the yogis talk about in deep meditation, they're on point with truth because in those moments, they know their oneness. They know their divinity. They, they, they see the perfection, the beauty, the profundity that a little brain can handle of the vast spectrum. And that's enough for sheer ecstasy. Full stop, period. That's where we're supposed to be. That's where you can be right now. Yeah, I know there's, there's a learning curve. But anytime we diffuse truth, with misunderstandings, it brings about every shade of emotion imaginable. And suddenly there's fear, suddenly there's remorse, suddenly there's guilt, suddenly there's this, this tentative unease. So what I wanna suggest and invite, and we feel justified. People are getting sick randomly. It's highly contagious. I didn't do anything to bring this upon myself. I'm a little mouse. I'm totally susceptible. And all of a sudden we believe it. We buy into it. The news on TV confirms it. Our own behavior confirms it. And we give away our power. Play both ends to the middle. You know, wash your hands. Be wise. But also honor the truth. And so if you're feeling anything less than ecstasy these days, and for the rest of your life. Go within, ask for a higher perspective. See that you're putting the cart before the horse, that you're valuing the illusions and the reality of time and space more than you're even aware of the deeper eternal truth of our divinity. Hello fellow adventurers, it's Mike and Rebecca here with a spiritual tune-up on the weekend. We're so excited to have this opportunity to share with you and uh, with my guest speaker here today. Uh, I thought I would review, review maybe a couple of lessons, uh, one that she's going to help with, and then uh, a final one that I would like to make uh, that I think might hit home with wherever you are, are right now and the, the unease you may be feeling. But first of all, Rebecca, you know, have you noticed we're on lockdown? Yes. Well, what is lockdown, Rebecca? Sitting in your house. And, uh, and how do you like it? I love it. <laughs> you love it, huh? Do you miss school? No. No? Are you making the best of it then? Yes. And you're doing lots of homework now, right? So you write, and you love the homework, and we're going to do some math together. Now, I, I believe you've got a tutorial here uh, to help everybody understand how to properly wash our hands. How, how, can you do that right now? Can mm -hmm. you show everyone how to wash their hands? But, dying, but when you do it, you need to, to sing ABCs, ABCs. A happy birthday to time. But if you want to do it, just this one sound, sing the Hanseya song, mm -hmm. Macarena. Like, Macarena? Yeah. All right, show us how to wash your hands. Show us all the important things that we need to do. This? 
like that. Out of 20. Out of wow. 20, or sing. Yes. Wow. Wow, this is going to take like about that much, I think. Okay, go ahead. Hold your hands up so they can see it. Oh, yeah, in between the fingers. Very important. That's how doctors do it. Oh, and then you, what's that? For the nails. For the nails. Are they dirty or clean? They may be dirty or clean. Mm -hmm. Now the wrists. And the wrists. Oh, you've got to do more than just the hands. Then, what about your thumbs? Okay, I forgot about that one. She's taught me 12 times. Not 12. You only you one. Okay, okay. Fantastic. Thanks so much. So what's it like speaking to... Ultimately, 5,000 people when the recordings go. 5,000. Yeah. Do you know how many that is? 1020. Yeah, that's about 5,020. How long would it take you to count to 5,000? One year. One year. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, you can do that next time you wash your hands. Okay, so I want to share something with you right now about, um, okay, chill. Uh, about you know being sequestered and this new experience. I'm sure you've already noticed that there's a way to enjoy being sequestered. This is like a reprieve. I've totally felt it myself. <clears throat> and I'm enjoying it, uh, as you can imagine. And I, I thought I would speak specifically, though, to the people who don't have a nonstop entertainment. Um, I've got a wife at home I've got, uh, that we, you know, it's amazing. I've got a daughter. I can really enjoy this. You can see I've got entertainment. And for the many of you at home alone right now, it's a totally different experience. So I wanted to share with you something my mom told with me, taught, shared with me in my decades as an adult, home alone. Because I've mostly been alone my entire life. Um, a few relationships here and there, but alone. And I would complain to her that I'm alone. And she would say, Mike, 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 enjoy it. The day will come soon enough when you're going to have a partner or a roommate or a family and you're going to wish that you could have some alone time. And boy, was she right. Because right now, I'll tell you, there's things I miss. I'd be reading more. I'd be going within more. I'd be spending more time on long walks. Um, but I can't. You can. Okay, now I'm not diminishing the, the luxury and the privilege I have of company. But the point I want to make is Whatever your lot in life, you know, it's for a reason. Master what's in front of you. Master what's on your plate. And if it's aloneness right now, seize the day. If you master what's in front of you, finding joy in being alone, in the solitude, in music, in books, in journaling, in, uh, you know, walks or Netflix even. If you can master that, the way life works is you get taken to another level. We're here to master all phases of life. So focus on what you can do. Focus on the liberties that you have now that you will not have when you very quickly have a roommate, a partner, <coughs> excuse me, master what's in front of you. This is the way life works. Focus on what you have, not on what you don't have. And then you'll be taken to another level where all of your dreams come true with a few lions and tigers and bears that you will then be faced with mastering. Master that and you go higher and higher and higher into the light, recognizing that we're all of one, all of God, all divine, all powerful, capable of changing our circumstances on the fly. 
when first we enjoy what we have. Jambo fellow adventurers, an honor to be with you for another spiritual tune-up. And I thought I would speak about the fact that as everyone has been saying, myself included, this is a time during the pandemic where we are being invited to go within and step it up. And I've faced a number of times in my life to do exactly the same thing, as have you. You know, even the common cold is that exact same invitation, but now it's planetary. And so now you're sitting at home, no doubt, and you're sequestered, and you're wondering about going within, and you're trying to do a little extra creative visualization. Maybe you're doing some journaling to kind of connect with your higher self. Uh, maybe you're going inward with meditation, and you're facing exactly what I'm facing right now. That feeling that your efforts seem so futile in light of the fear, in light of the concern, in light of the dreams that you'd like to manifest when this is gone. It's like here we sit going inward, trying to concentrate, trying to visualize, trying to connect with our higher selves. And it's just like, uh, is, is breakfast ready yet? Um, shouldn't I be doing some work? Um, oh, I need to sit down and, and uh, have quality time with my kids or my partner or my pets. And it feels so utterly futile. Well, given that I've been at this crossroads a number of times in my life, um, I, when I was faced with fear, being fired at Price Waterhouse, I thought that was imminent and I decided to do some creative visualization and it seemed so pathetic because even when I visualized, I would worry about getting fired and I would wonder, is the pink slip really pink? You're about to find out, Mike. Uh, and then dealing with the fear of public speaking, which has been humongous in my life. Um, and, and even when I thought I had it mastered, you know, the crowds would get larger, larger, the broadcast would go farther, and I'd be back at square one like I was giving my first speech at Toastmasters, my icebreaker. I, I remember different times when I was facing what I thought might be bankruptcy. And when I was alone all those decades in my life and I wanted somebody in my life. And when I was dealing with other lions and tigers and bears and I would go with them or I would demonstrate, or I would act with faith, so that I could then, as you are now, take my life to another orbit. But when dealing with our connection, which heretofore has only been with our physical senses to the world, and we're overwhelmed, and we're trying to put out fires, and we go within for quiet. It seems so insufficient. And it seems that way right now for me, as I spend more time meditating, I do have some pockets of time where I meditate or I walking meditate. I'm glad that's a term now. Um, and I'm in my backyard surrounded by nature and the woods. And, and it just feels so insignificant. Like, come on. I'm afraid. I'm dealing with huge problems. And now I'm being told by Mike Dooley to go within and step it up to take it to another level. But if I look back at my life as you have the opportunity to now. I can see that even in spite of fear, during my visualizations, even in spite of self-doubt and self-loathing at times, as I would demonstrate, the difference it made is immeasurable. Today, I live the life of my dreams. It's almost 
a fairy tale. Uh, I have what I want, I go where I want, without regard to the travel restrictions. Um, I have abundance, I have health, I have love. I... And what was it that made the difference? It was those seemingly futile physical or internal efforts to go within in spite of the fear. And so I want to remind you that even though it seems insignificant, for every little baby step you take shrouded in self-doubt and self-loathing, big wheels behind the curtains of time and space are being freed up. Divine intelligence is like they're on it. A, a physical demonstration, even meditation, even journaling, evidences a belief that I can do this. It summons forces greater than your known physical realm. It taps the shoulder of the universe that says, I'm ready. I got this. Let's go. And suddenly there is an unlocking of gates that had been slammed shut before you the rest of your entire life because you did the little. Sometimes knocking on one door as I teach opens another you didn't even know existed. Sometimes trying to meditate and doing a sucky job makes possible other doors of consciousness to open and reach you. And maybe through nighttime dreams, you'll have an epiphany and everything will be changed. It's so powerful. Don't discount it based on self-doubt. Do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. I hope this hit a nerve. You're not alone. Every angel is peering over your shoulder right now. You are poised for greatness at this time of rebirth in your life and on the planet as we know it. Jambo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. And I thought very simply what I'd like to share with you are some of the books that have just totally blown my mind in my life. Uh, I think given the sequestration and the pandemic and the fact that we probably all are looking for a few new things to do in a few pockets of the day, given we're not commuting and all of that stuff, I would share with you, even though I'm not an avid reader, far from it, the books that have literally rocked my world as way back into my uh, early 20s when I was at college. Um, I, I think first and foremost, our number one tool for discerning truth, and it is absolute, um, is to go within, to connect a few dots, do not take anything anyone else says ever as absolute truth, unless you have first filtered it here. I've done this my whole life, even as a boy, um, I would draw some conclusions given that the church and my parents didn't have the answers I wanted. And it was not hard to realize that we must all be of God, by God, pure God. What could be not God? Where would it be coming from? Um, and thereby everyone you can understand, must be doing their best. They're God Almighty, um, and that there can't be a devil or a hell, and that life must be eternal, and that time must be an illusion, as must space be an illusion, that serves the purpose of creating the stage of our life. Anyway, those are examples of truths I think anyone can go within and find. But then you can take your game, manifesting love otherwise, to an entirely different level if you get some spiritual enrichment and nourishment from other places. Confirmation. And the first such confirmation came from mom when she wrote me a little note taped to the cover of this book, an earlier edition than this, 30 years ago and said, Mike, 
you must read this. And she said it was channeled by a lady in trance and dictation was made by her husband. I thought she had gone off the deep end. I, this was tantamount to voodoo. And while I objected, she said, Mike, forget where it came from. Just read what Seth has to say about reality. And nothing has ever been the same. Seth talked about the things I concluded and then upped it exponentially. The present is the point of power. You are conscious beings. You create your own reality. Very dense stuff, but I've read all the Seth books. And then she passed on to me a really playful, fun book, two books, both written by Richard Bach. And if you haven't read Illusions or Jonathan Livingston Siegel, you're in for a treat. You can read them in an hour or two. They're about metaphysical principles, but told in a fictional story, in one case about a bird who wants to break from the flock because the flock is boring and dogmatic, and another about a reluctant messiah, but in the coolest, most playful way. After those fun books, there was others, The Prophet by Khalil Gibran, Siddhartha. All of these books are mentioned at the link below, my recommended reading list. Then, the Mac Daddy of all books, Ramtha, the white book. This is the book mom mailed me almost 30 years ago. And I would say it is my favorite of all books on planet Earth that I've had the privilege of reading. And I've not read many. But Ramtha, the white book, is just rocket fuel inspiration. And it's all about enlightenment. Enlightenment is finding truth. Truth is, as I said, absolute. I think I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. What is truth? How do you know you're there? Anyway, Ramtha, if you don't read any of my recommended books, if you haven't already read all of them, Ramtha, the white book. And then my most recent pick, Autobiography of a Yogi. Oh my gosh, I read it for the first time finally in December, thanks to Leon, the Kindness Diaries guy. Um, I had heard about it many times in the last 15 years. Uh, I didn't know how profound this book would be. In fact, last night I started reading it again because I just wasn't prepared for the awesomeness of this book. Still second to the Ramtha White book, but Anyway, you've got some time on your hands, I suppose. You're doing some inner work. You're going within, journaling. Um, these books will, will confirm that life is beautiful, that you are powerful, and that we are the eyes and the ears of God. The link is below to these and about 10 more, the books that have rocked my world, and uh, I invite you to consider them for your rocking your world. Jambo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, spiritual tune-up. I've got a challenging question for you with today's theme or topic being, what is the truth? And I'm going to press you, uh, maybe poke you, but I think it's worth it for the freedom and empowerment you'll ultimately gain. Do you think it's fair and true to say that everyone has their own truth and that needs to be respected. I beg to differ with you. 
in my view, everyone has their own path to truth and all deserve to be respected. But at the end of that path, the truth is the truth is the truth. It is absolute. And thinking otherwise, oh, who knows what is true? Oh, anything could be true. Oh, some things aren't to be known by mortal minds. Your power just went out the window. If you could figure out what these truths were, you'd be good to go. You'd be set free. It's worth the internal investigation. And so what I want to propose to you is that they are benign and knowable within your grasp. You've heard them all before and they are immovable. Put it this way, a truth, as I'm speaking of truth right now, is so absolute that even if you don't believe it, it's still true for you. Now, I gather watching this and being part of this series, you know of the power of beliefs. They are almighty. Our beliefs set us free. Our beliefs trap us in cages. Yet, when we're talking about one of the immovable pillars of reality, one of these absolute truths I'm speaking of, even with a lack of belief, even vorhifiously, I don't know that word, don't use words you don't know, believing the opposite of the belief, that belief still rules your life. So this might sound like I'm starting my own religion. And isn't it arrogant when somebody says, I know what the truth is, I know what the truth is. Let me allay those fears right now. To the best of my ability, and I've been thinking on this point for 20 years, I have deduced five absolute truths, and they're super redundant, which means you could break them down to three, if not one. These truths are, we are all one, we are all of God, by God, divine, interconnected. We are all one. I, I want to phrase these correctly. Thoughts become things. Life, consciousness, God, energy, ourselves is eternal. There is only love. And it's all good. Now that last one sounds a bit trite and light. But it's another way of saying everything is unfolding perfectly. There is order and meaning and God and love in all circumstances, no matter how appalling. Okay, those are the five truths of being that I laid out in one of my books, and I have since condensed them to say we are all one and there is only love. We are all love. So those can be compressed. To say we are all one um, and life is eternal, well, life is part of that one. Now we've got three. There are so few absolutes. I cannot think of any others. Can you think of any others? Put them down below. What is an absolute truth to you that fits within the scheme of what I just shared that would be independent of what I just shared and not already implied by what I just shared? My friends, as I shared the other day, when I talked about how to control your feelings, one of the points I wanted to make, and I now get to make it, is if you're feeling, and this pokes me, if you're feeling anything less than ecstasy, 24-7, you're missing something. You are missing the truth, some element of the truth. You are seeing the lions and tigers and bears or coronavirus or some other ache or pain as greater than the fact that you are God. 
eternal, pure love, connected with everyone, in fact, one with everyone. These are the truths of being. They are absolute. You can rock the world and live in eternal ecstasy when you're anchored in these truths. And they are what I refer to when I'm telling you again and again in these spiritual tune-ups that the truth will set you free, that you need to bear down to truth, you need to go within and find the truth. Consider this an imitation. Are they absolute? Discuss below. And is anything keeping you from ecstasy right now? What is it? Compare it to the truth. Let the truth shine right through it. Well, there you have it, fellow adventurer. Thanks for listening to this most recent installment of Spiritual Tune-Ups. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a few seconds to rate it on the podcast service you're using right now. It makes a big difference in helping more people find us. And of course, if you want daily reminders of life's magic and your power, please sign up at tut.com for my free Notes from the Universe emails. Tally ho!